the Divorce is Not an Option podcast. It's your mans, Stephen James Dixon, Tamara Gillespie. Please be sure to subscribe and follow our podcast on all podcast platforms. Don't just listen to an episode. Subscribe to follow the podcast. To subscribe, search for the name Divorce is Not an Option on your podcast platform of choice. The purpose of subscribing is so that each week when we produce a new episode, that episode will be delivered to your mobile device or email automatically, seamlessly, effortlessly. You don't have to do anything. You just get it. It just it just come right in. You just get a message, bing, pop up, hey, new episode, divorce not an option. Check it out. We appreciate those of you who listen on Facebook to our podcast, but you cannot subscribe to Facebook. You can only subscribe on podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spreaker, Stitcher, just to name a few. For any questions on how to subscribe to the Divorce Is Not Option podcast, email me, ask at stephenjamesdixon.com. Divorce Is Not Option podcast, I am your host, Stephen James Dixon, with my co-host, Tamara Darisell. You got you got to say that again. <laughs> I am is now that, Mrs. Tamara Darisell. Is that is that French or it what, is what French? Is he's he's Creole. Oh, yeah, Creole. So tell uh, us about the uh, tell us about the wedding and the honeymoon and all that. What you got on that? So everything was great. Um, you know, of course, there are always the little bitty things or whatever. But uh, all in all, I had a great wedding. Now we just got to pay for it. Whoa, yeah, how'd that go? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what's the funniest thing about that? Um, so, I don't know if you want to call it funny. I don't know if he thinks it's funny, but um, <laughs> we had a budget. I did not stick to it, and so, of course, he didn't figure that out until after the wedding. So, yeah, we we paying bills. Um, I'm met- wait. <laughs> <laughs> You you pulled off a wedding with, with a budget. I had that you didn't... my dream wedding. And he was like, wow, that was really nice what we did yesterday. And you was like, oh, yeah, by the way, guess how much it costs. <laughs> and this is what we got to pay. And this is what we got to pay. Here go your we part. We in this here together. Go we in this together. Ain't no, ain't no, here go your part. Here go my part. It was like, this is nope. what we got to pay. This is what we got to pay. That's funny. Okay, mm-hmm. what was it? What's the best piece of advice somebody gave you? Like that, like your auntie or your or your mama, or your grandmama, or whatever. What was the best piece? You, you got? know what? I actually had a cousin tell me, and it seems so simple, but um, she said, "Say I love you every day, um, and kiss good morning and kiss good night." Um, and it's so easy to forget to do that, you know, when you get to running and stuff, and you don't think about it. But that's it's really great advice. So I'm do, are you gonna do it when you're mad? Are you gonna do it when you're mad? Exactly. Too? That's yes. Every day. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. That is very simple. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely gonna uh, start using that in my relationship coaching. Um, I that's one of the few things I don't say to people. What I've been saying to people is, uh, make sure that you have some type of embrace for like 30 seconds, mm-hmm. like literally 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I want, I believe in like kinetic energy. I believe in affection, intimacy, it's all those things. It's extremely important. And and thirty seconds is long enough to feel like I actually got a hug. Right, right. You know, it's not five minutes. It's not fifteen minutes. It's not you know a pat each other on the back. It's right. an affection. It, it's it counts. You it know changes what I mean? the to, energy when you're holding each other for that long. Right, and I'm surprised by how many people just stop hugging, stop kissing. Yeah. 
stop having intimacy and really get to, okay, after Jim and Kim will go off, I'm going to stick this inside of you right here. <laughs> and, and woman be like, all right. You know what I mean? Like, she's yeah, not no just better. Get it over with. Just get it over with. Yeah, you know, just get over. I'm going to toot it up as soon as this commercial come on. <laughs> and that be it. And, 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 and I, I just went to so many couples who lost how you actually end up having sex. When we're dating, it, it's a it's a point. Like, it, it, it just... You 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 start off kissing, hugging, it's touching, all that kind of stuff. Right. It's a priority. But I'm I'm more talking about how it organically naturally happens when you're well, in yeah. a dating relationship. But when you marry, yeah. it's like you turn over and you do it. Yeah, it's more of, you know, you see each other and you, you're enjoying the touch and the feel and the kissing and stuff and yeah, it just kinda somehow starts dying. And and it doesn't matter if Jimmy Kill went on or not. You just go ahead. <laughs> Right. You don't have to finish. You don't have to finish watching the movie. It don't you matter know? what you got to do. It don't matter right. what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And then real life comes in, and you know, well, we got to finish working out this budget. <laughs> oh, oh, now, oh, now you're a budget hawk. Now you're a now you're a budget hawk. Now you now you eat ramen noodles and all that, and you know, watching yeah. how much you eat out and packing yeah. your lunch and all that. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now I got I got what I wanted. Now it's time for the real. That's funny. That's funny. But <laughs> yep. guess what we're gonna talk about our first show, Beth? What? What? Break it break it up. <laughs> really? Right after I just got yeah. married. Let's do a breakup show. I mean it's too late for you, right? <laughs> I right? Mean, right. So this show ain't helping me. Yeah, yeah. This is not for you Divorce at all. Divorce is not an option. That's right. And so we, we I was gonna do we was gonna do the breakup show earlier, but I was like, no, nah, let's wait until we actually get married to do the breakup wow, show. Wow, wow. Okay. All right. If we're gonna do this breakup show, let's get it. So what's your relationship coaching story for this week? Oh, for this week, I had a I had a op, you know what's funny? I have these people that come to me sometimes and they want me to be a life changing relationship coach. Like I've had couples well, come to purpose. me. I know, but I can't change it overnight. Like I had a couple come to me and say, Hey, we're supposed to move in together on Saturday. It's Friday, but we're not moving in together unless you say we should move in together. (laughs) They want you to work a miracle. Right. I'm like, I just met y'all. I don't know y'all. Y'all talking to me like we got some kind of relationship. I know one or both of y'all. I don't know y'all like that to really try to tell you you what to do with your life. Any relationship. But not, I ain't put no time on that. Look at my disclaimer. (laughs) I didn't say I can fix it in 24 hours, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I've had people come to me and say, I filed for divorce already. It's about to be final, but I'm trying to think about if I should, you know, go back on it or, or, and I'm like, okay, but come to me. That's the, that's the, that's the worst thing about marriage <laughs> is that, is that people always come when it's over. Like, it's really like I already filed. We already separated everything. We already figured out alimony and child support. What do you think? Should we work that's out? The pro- that's the problem with us, though. We don't really yeah. realize that we need help until we are like totally we've torn everything into pieces. Which, which is why I love saying divorce is not an option, and we need to start saying this more. I'm sure it'll help right. me now. Right. Uh, help me. No, the second part. I never say the second part. I don't know if I've said it to you. Is divorce is not an option, but it's also staying unhappily married is yes, also not equally an not an option. Right. And so I got too many couples that are just unhappily married and they and they just accept it like this is how it's going to be. Yep. Until they just decide they're ready to roll. Until they're ready to roll. And, th- and then they file, divo- file, file for divorce, move out the house, get separate apartments, all, get their own attorneys. And then yep. they call me and say, what you think about it? And I'm like, could y'all <laughs> not have called me when things were just 
getting bad or when it was yeah. kind of rough or when it was a little bit frustrated. You know, I got a, I got a couple, and, and, and what it does to me, the reason why I'm saying this is because I had a couple this week where the wife is pregnant. And so when the wife is pregnant, that wow. changes my, it changes my advice. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't want to encourage people. I almost never encourage people to separate. Like, but I, but, but I really am careful when I'm talking to couples who where uh, the woman is pregnant because I, I need them to figure out that like, like one of the things that makes me do, do is it makes me more um compromising with what's going on in the relationship. Uh-huh. I'm more just trying to bend, bend it and, and, and fix it. And not necessarily like, I, I can't even give long-term solutions. I'm really trying to bear down bare knuckles and really just, okay, how can we get through the pregnancy? Yeah, you got a baby involved, and you don't want her totally stressed out, and yeah, it's a right. lot of a lot of right. That's that's there. the key thing because I, I, I my wife had two babies, and so I know how women emotionally change through hormones yep. and things of that yep. nature, and I just don't want no woman to be dealing with no man leaving them while they're pregnant because the marriage right. cannot recover from that, or even making a decision like that when you're in a hormonal state. Exactly, and so that's what I was trying to tell my brother. I was like, look, man. She's calm and cool right now, but any given day now, she's going to lose it. You know what I'm saying? Like not, <laughs> not to put that on her, but it's possible you that you be become. Prepared. Be prepared. And, and, and the thing is, he's not in a good place because he's not happy. She's not happy. He's not happy about, uh, he's not in a happy place to be able to handle her swings and emotions. Wow. You know, and she's not in a good place to handle because he's caused most of the issues and why they came to see me. So she's not in a That's good place to handle, you know, typical. Oh, I'm going to let that ride. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, and so, and so that's what, you know, we got to really try to communicate to people that, that marriage is supposed to be happy. Right. Okay. Okay. So what'd he do? I got to tell what he did. Yeah. What'd he do? Man, he just still, you know what? On this scenario, this brother, what he he cheated? Of course, you, on his pregnant wife. Because this this generally what it is. <laughs> oh boy, cheated on his pregnant wife. But it wasn't due to. It was very unique. This couple was very unique for one reason. The wife was clear in the role she played in the cheating episode. Like she was like, I was not loving. Um, I was not affectionate. Um, we didn't have a lot of intimacy. And what had happened was they had, she had jumped too fast from the last relationship to this relationship and hadn't really healed. She hadn't really healed from the emo- emotional investment that she made already. So she wasn't really to make another emotional investment. And they didn't but figure that out till after they got married. That sounds like a positive environment for some growth. At least she recognizes where she's responsible. Right. And some women and and, this, and I'm tiptoeing around the word responsibility right. because okay. each person is, of course, responsible for their own actions. Exactly. Right. But marriage is a team event. It's a team sport. It's an organization. Right. It's a club. Right. It's you two people. So we need both people to take responsibility for everything that happens in the marriage. Exactly. And so, and so I need woman to say, OK, you know, I didn't I didn't cheat. But, you know, I, I could have been more loving. I could, and she, and she, it was amazing to see somebody say, you know what? It, I definitely played a role. Like I definitely could have been a wife that paid my, my husband better attention. I kind of neglected him. I kind of assumed he'd always be there. I, I assumed he would never cheat. And I was really hurt and I didn't deal with my hurt from my previous relationships. And I brought that into this relationship. And so now I'm trying to start things over. So it ended up, it ended up being pretty good. 
Okay, well, bravo to her. Um, and I hope he took responsibility for his actions. Uh, he did. Uh, he he did. Well, I was trying to think about like he was more so like what caused the change. Like people always need a catalyst. Like if I'm yeah. going to believe in you again, I need to know why you're changing today. You know, and sometimes it work when people say I changed because I talked to Stephen James Dixon. Like that, that works sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Other times, people want want more of a reason of why they should believe in you again. That concerns me, though. Mm-hmm. If his first response is "Why should I believe in you when he's cheating?" Um, yeah, but he, his question, his line of questioning was different. His line of question was his 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 the main thing he had concern about was Do you really love me? That's how deep it was. That's what the brother's asking the woman. So that that's a dead giveaway that he did not feel loved. And she not shocked. She not yeah. like, boy, why you playing? She not all, she like, yes, I do love you. And I know that you don't know that I love you. I know that I haven't really expressed it. I know. And, and the, oh, and the thing that was said too was, was mm-hmm. that she recognized that she hadn't had loving relationships throughout her life. That's so she didn't know how to really good, exhibit he, love. Did he say he going to stop cheating? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got that okay. locked down. All uh, right. No more cheating. All right. At least through the pregnancy. I got at, that agreement. At, at least through the pregnancy? I tried to slide that in. I was hoping you just scoot uh, on no, by. No, no, no. Uh-uh. It, it's one of those things where I was like, okay, I couldn't, I, I, I felt like I couldn't do due justice to him cheating and why and how to fix that all in one sit down. And so I... Like, cause it's a, it's treatment, right? It's a disease almost. Like, cause men learn how to cheat before they learn how to be faithful, and so I, I just needed him to stop, right? And so ordinarily, when I'm talking, it's not about stop. It's about what can we do differently? How can we grow? How can we communicate? How can we make sure it never happens again? Right now, I just need you to stop. Skip right. all that. Stop. Right. So you know, she she let you make it with that. You know what? I talk to her in advance because what I do is I talk to my my wife, then I talk to my husband, then I talk to them together. And right. after talking with her, I said, hey, this is my approach that I'm going to take with your husband. Uh-huh. What do you think of that? And she agreed. She was like, yes, I want that approach because I don't want to go through a whole big cheating thing. And then, you know, he run out of here screaming, mad, angry, whatever. I just want to take responsibility for what I did. And what was funny is she kept hitting me over the head with Stephen. I just want to be the best wife I can be going forward. Oh, and that's, that's, and that's my thing. I'm always telling people, right? I'm always telling people, be the best wife you can be, be the right. best husband you can be. I really don't believe in marriage coaching. I believe in husband coaching and wife coaching, right? So if I got a, if I can make a wife be a better wife and I can make a husband be a better husband, then the marriage is better automatically. And so she kept repeating that to me, like, I'm just going to be the best wife I can be from now on. I'm not looking at him. I'm not worried about him. I'm not following him around. I'm not checking his phone. I'm going to be the best wife that I can be going forward. I can do better. I can be better. And I was like, okay. 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 I, I highly respect her for that approach. Yeah. That's what I had this week. Okay, great. So, um, that was your relationship coaching experience this week. Um, how does that have anything to do with having a breakup show? I had another session where, and this was kind of funny. I had another session where, um, a woman called me and she said, Hey, let's have a session. She paid for a session, all that. Go to stephenjamesdixon.com slash coaching. She registered all that. So we talking okay. and, was, and, um, 
She said, she's telling me the story. I like stories. I like timelines. When we met, how long we dated, blah, blah, blah. I like the whole story. So she's telling me the story. And halfway through the story, she was like, yeah, and he takes pills. And the pills just make him kind of black out. And he only does this about once a week. But what happens is when he's on the job. What what, what kind of pills? I don't don't want to tell the pills. I don't think. I probably couldn't pronounce that word anyway. But it it was. Oh, so this is not like. So he's like taking illegal stuff? Yes. Some illegal oh, uh-uh. pills that are causing him to be high or delusional or whatever. And the thing oh, was, I was like, we're not talking about like Viagra or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. We ain't talking about for, oh, for, for the bedroom. We talking about he's gotten he's recreational pills. pills. Yes. And so, but see how you cut me off immediately? I didn't yeah. cut her off. I just let her talk because I was so in shock that she just said <laughs> that as if it was you know, just like perfect. My, he just takes drugs, right? Just just once a week, he blocks, he blacks out, and blah oh blah blah. And I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, is she really just gonna step over that? Like, like as if my boyfriend don't drink Kool Aid or something like that. Like it's not a big deal. <laughs> it's not Kool Aid. We talking about doing drugs, and you think at least once a week he blacking out and delusional and hyperventilating, and you concerned about him, but it's only once a week. Oh my gosh! So what was, was the point like, of the session? I was, she was really trying to get me to help her, like, how do I make this relationship thing work? And I'm like, Maybe. no, relationships don't work with drug addicts. Oh, you know what's sad, though? I can, I can kind of sympathize with her. Because, I mean, I can think of all the stupid stuff that I stayed for. I mean, let's see. There wait, was oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you said you can sympathize with her? I I don't agree with her. It is crazy. I'm telling you, it's out of control. But women have a tendency to want to make things work, even if they're psychotic. (laughs) So you've done this before. You you. I let's see. There was the drug dealer I almost married. Um. Wait. So are we about to do this thing where you get to say something and keep it moving? Is that what we're doing right now? I can't comment on this. Don't don't say nothing about that. Don't say nothing about that. Damn, we should have had this show before you got married. Now we can't even talk about stuff like that. It was great otherwise. Um, (laughs) I just, I just put that crazy on my head. Um, oh, cause he was stealing drugs just so he could pay for the rent. (laughs) Oh, you was like, okay, he trying to do that for his boo. He doing that for his boo. Yeah, that that's what he wanted me to believe. There was the married guy who didn't tell me he was married. Until I was kind of attached and then explained to me that he was separated, um, although there were no papers filed and, um, you know, wanted to continue a relationship. And I tried thinking, okay, he's going to file at some point. But then I was like, this is crazy. I am dating somebody's husband. How did you get there? Just, just own that. Just you know what, and that's that. Until it happens to you, I have always been very judgmental about women who um, are, you know, cheating, committing adultery, in relationships with you know married men. But then I discovered this happens all the time. You meet, um, you have no clue he's married. He wines and dines and, you know, um, you have a great time, awesome conversation, you know, a few weeks in, you start having feelings for this man and then something happens or something clicks. I've never been to his house or, you know, certain times of the day he's missing. But when it clicks, 
that you've never been to his house, y'all don't have something that kicks in that says, I need to leave and need to be yes. over right now. Like yes. you can't make that decision. Yes, you do. And you have this conversation and you tell him we got to let this go, blah, 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 blah. And then it's the old baby baby that starts. And you start getting flowers and you start getting, you know, I mean, he just kicks it up like 10 notches. And you're thinking this man is just wonderful and I'm attached to him. And um, and he says he's leaving her. <laughs> and it's me, so cliche, me, but we do it. Th- let me give you an example of I was dating a woman at one point uh-huh. and I really liked this woman. I took her to my homeboy's wedding. Like, and dudes know, any dudes listening right now, when you take a chick to your homeboy's wedding, that's, that's your gal. Yeah. That's serious, or you wouldn't take her, you just go uh-uh. solo, hang out with the fellas. I took her to my homeboy's wedding, right? Then the next week, I let her borrow one of my books. You know, I read a lot of books and all those types of things, so I let her borrow one of my books. And do you know that heifer came back, like, a week later, and she had dropped my book in a puddle, and it was like, you know, after you drop, after the book gets wet, all the pages are jacked up and frilled up and hard and all that. And it was, and it was dirty and muddy and wet and all that kind of stuff. And do you know, she just came in and said, Hey, I'm sorry. I dropped your book in a puddle of water and gave me back. The book is dry by now, but she gave me she back. She didn't offer to buy you another one. She didn't offer to buy me the book. She didn't offer me $20 for my book. <laughs> I That's- broke up with her. You know, it's, I and that away. right there is the difference between men and women. Because I said to myself, any person that doesn't have enough class or doesn't understand that they should just re and, and I'm not saying even that I wanted the money or I wanted the book, but it, to me, it just was a core character, common courtesy, and it's something wrong with your character as an individual that you think this is okay, and you think you could just hand me this book. It is something wrong with you. I'm done. I'm out. But Let that is it. how that is how men think. Women think I can fix him. I would. I can't fix your. I can, I, and, I can and help right. him stop taking the pills. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I couldn't help her fix. That's what. Maybe that's the difference. Because I couldn't help fix that book. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> maybe that's what it is about y'all. Wait, I got another one. I was dating another woman who I really, 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 really liked. I this one of them chicks who I was like watching. For like a year, like, man, I'm going to get at that. I'm going to get at that. I'm going to get at that. <laughs> and she was dating somebody, and I was dating somebody I could never get at her. Uh-huh. Finally, I get at her, right? And she okay. with it. And we down, and it's kicking. And we the couple. We like, oh, well, that's the couple. Everybody come through, see us. It's on. Like, oh, y'all perfect together. Everybody, it's all good, right? Uh-huh. She comes by the crib one day, and she says to me that she has to go. We live in Dallas. All the people didn't know. We live in Dallas. And she's going to Houston for a job interview and when she goes to Houston for the job interview she's going to stay at her ex-boyfriend's house I'm done she was serious? she was that serious saying there's nothing going on we just friends now a couple of my homegirls are coming in town for the weekend too it's the Delta weekend and blah 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 and all star weekend <laughs> all the hotels sold out blah 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 and uh, we just all cool now we just going to stay there and nothing happening and I was like bitch it's over wow Wow. I'm done. I'm done. Just like that. Cut it off. I'm done. Like for, you know for, to, to even at least lie to me. Don't just a lot, you. a lot of you write about that. A lot of women, <laughs> though, a lot of women would have said either I'm going to ignore that this happened or they would have said I'm done. And then when he called back a week later, 
and said, oh, I'm sorry, my bad, blah, 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 would have just kept it rolling. Oh, you're right. Because I remember one time I was talking to a young lady, we were dating, and she said to me, hey, Steven, I really like you. You know, you're the only person I'm dating. I really want to see where this relationship goes. I looked her right in the eye and I said, I'm dating seven other women, two live out of town, five live in town. One's coming to town this weekend. <laughs> she said, what is the one coming to town this weekend for? And I was like, she's coming to town to see me. Where's she staying? At my house. Like, I, I used to keep it 100 like that. Wow. And she and she accepted it. And she she accepted it. But little did she know, the fact that she accepted that, Lord it made me respect. know that I couldn't be, I couldn't, I couldn't be with her. There's no yep. way I can be with her. Yep. But unfortunately, a lot of women do that. And a lot of that is not knowing our own worth. Um, and then part of that is, again, that whole mentality. I can fix him. I can change him. Just crazy. Craziness. Mm-hmm. So the breakup show, what we're going to do is we're going to listen to some of these calls of people calling in and saying when they should have broken up and they and they didn't when they should have broke off the relationship when they got uh an idea that this was going in the wrong direction and they still stayed so first we got melanie from dallas i definitely have stayed in a relationship too long um i've actually stayed in several relationships for too long so i'm pretty much calling because i want to stop this pattern um but the most um i guess unfortunate thing about staying in a relationship too long for me is that one relationship I was in, the guy married someone else while we were together, and I still stayed with him. Like, literally, he met a woman and within a month went to Vegas and married her while we were in a relationship. And when I found out, I didn't leave him. I stayed with him. He got an annulment, which made me happy at the time, but in the end... I felt so betrayed, and I never felt the same about him, and the relationship ended eventually. But I should have left as soon as I found out. He took somebody to Vegas to get married. Wow. Uh, I, explain it to me, Tamara. Explain <laughs> that when we just listen. That one? Okay, so when I talked about the whole being with a married man, um that's kind of when you get fooled and you don't know. Melanie is a whole new situation I have never heard of. Um, And what concerned me is that she said there was a pattern and we all have a pattern, but um, having your boyfriend get married, um, that's, that's a new one. And and then he got an annulment. I mean, to me, there were just a lot of character flaws that just were, you know, glaring right there. Just what kind of personality he has. Your boyfriend went and got married and then got an annulment. I, I don't even know if I need to add anything to that. Like, that's just so obvious to me that when a dude get married, like, I'm not even, if I'm a chick, I don't even know if they got an annulment. Like, I don't even, I don't even know none that's of that. True. Like, I don't. That's very true. It's, he once he get married, it's, it's over. No, I'm not even talking about lying. It's once he get married, it is over. I don't need the you blocked. I don't need to talk to you ever. Once we confirm that you legally married another person while you are dating me, it is over. But the thing is, just recognize. <laughs> did you say what that? Did you, did you really say? But hold on, you said but. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, saying, no, no, it's no, over. No, 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 no. I'm saying for her. The thing is recognizing what that says about how he feels about you. 
because he's been with you for how long and he met a chick in a month and married her, whether he got a moment or whatever. But do you think she evaluated how does this guy feel about me after he married to me? Do you think she even no, no. Yes, to me, that is a, you don't respect me. You don't care about me. You, I mean, that's, this is a whole lot right there. You know, I mean, it's not just cheating. You married somebody else. Let's do Lisa from Washington, D.C. See if oh, it my gets Lord, bad. I don't know if I can take any more. I was in a relationship for four years, and I just feel like I wasted so much time in it because I knew at month four that he probably wasn't the right one. But I thought through talking and working it out that we would be able to, like, work through things and build to a better relationship. But eventually – it became the same argument all the time. And I think my moment of truth came is one time we were having an argument and I just looked at him and, and I thought, this dude is clueless. I feel like he really was going to keep making the same mistakes over and over. Mistakes of being a little forgetful or not thoughtful or, you know, you would look up and Valentine's Day wasn't special or Christmas wasn't special and there was nothing where you felt like he was cherishing me so i realize that i can't really make a person be that type of person they either have it or they don't so then i just said goodbye again this is lisa from washington dc i was in a relationship for four years i should have got out at four months okay four months she knew him for months. She stayed for four years. Yes. Ex- explain that to me, Tara. I think this is going to be the Tamara show today. So, <laughs> this one right there, this is, this, that's not listening to your gut. And, and I've been there too. Like, you know, you know, deep down inside, something is not right, but you're trying to make it work. Um, again, to the, the point four that years? I made earlier. Yeah. Um, I, I am not quite sure. What she's referring to, though, she's talking about mistakes and Valentine's Day and Christmas. And I know I personally am not a big Valentine's Day Christmas person. So, you know, that stuff probably wouldn't bother me. Um, So I don't know what other mistakes she's referring to. But, yeah, I think women as a whole need to need to do better about knowing yourself and knowing that your gut is saying get out and go. Okay, Tamara, here we go. We got to help people, right? This is divorce, not an option. We got to help people. We got to save marriages. We got to get relationships better. Tamara, right now, tell people how long they should stay in a relationship. <laughs> Based on my training with Stephen James Dixon, <laughs> you get three to six months, boo. Three to six months? Wait, no. No? That's too short. What do you mean? Everybody can't, everybody no, can't do that. No, you did the whole, wait a minute, how you going to come at me like that? You said, show your woman, and if he yes. don't recognize it, roll on. Oh, that's true. I did say that. Thank right? you. But, but now I'm talking more, what I was looking for you to say is two, four years is too long, three years is too long, two years is long enough, or whatever. What amount of time to you is a good enough time well, no. to invest in a relationship? Okay, so I think you're looking at a couple of different things. Um, mm-hmm. So... If you are in love with this person and you are connected to this person and you feel like you've shown your woman to this person and he recognizes that, mm-hmm. I could give him a year to two years. And then he needs to propose. Okay. And then if not, you need to roll on. And that's, you know, before anybody comes at me, that's if that's what you want. If you don't want to get married, 
more power to you. But for those who want to get married, do not stay in something for four years. If you knew, you know, you were upset after a year and a half that he hadn't proposed. Um, But I'm saying three to six months, you have shown your woman and he has not recognized it or, you know, something is not right. Like Lisa had this gut feeling, you know, within four months, move on. Dudes don't do that for them. Well, before I get to talk to what? Let's listen to some dudes before. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to Curtis from Dallas. My situation where uh, I stayed too long, but it wasn't kind of like a full-fledged dating situation. It was more like a work relationship. So, and, you know, trying to be a young entrepreneur, I met this chick, uh, her name Giselle, and she could sing. She can sing really well. And so me thinking that, you know, I'll start up some type of work relationship and then we can make it big. Well, that's kind of not what happened. So she had boyfriend issues. You know, I consulted her, but I was trying to get back to the music because I was a beat maker and all my beats was hot and her singing was okay. I mean, I mean, it was hot. So basically make a long story short. um, You know, I told her, Hey, you know, you, you not focused on the music. You know, I can't mess with you. And then, uh, she kind of came back crying and broke up with her boyfriend. And then I basically kind of took her back and started working with her again. And then it got sexual between me and her. And so, uh, yeah, man, I definitely need some advice because I didn't want it to get sexual. That wasn't my intent. I was trying to make it big and be the next Timberland, And she was trying to be the next Rihanna, but then it got sexual. And then eventually I had to just cut it off because uh, I don't know. No, I do know. I'm lying. <laughs> Man, her boyfriend came back in the picture. And it was crazy because he did some crazy stuff like get arrested, typical stuff. And then, you know, she telling me, hey, I got to beat up for him. So, yeah, man, that's my story. And, uh, yeah, help me out. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Sound like a lie. <laughs> right? Curtis still trying to get at him. You know what? I don't even have a comment. Curtis, Curtis, Curtis. <laughs> I guess, first of all, Curtis telling all their business. He got names and jobs and it's a work relationship. And Hey, hey, I called him back and I said, hey, uh, you actually said the woman's name. Do you want to take her name off? Curtis and ain't, he... ain't worried about her. <laughs> he, he said Curtis no. hurt. Feel all, hurt. You know what? It sounds to me like Curtis is a good dude. He met this chick. Um, he 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 lied when he said he didn't want it to get sexual. What uh-huh. he was saying was it, he didn't want it to go left like it went left. So right, and, right, right. and so yeah. and Curtis is a good dude, and she found the you know the dude who, who in jail and in trouble all the time, and she left Curtis for that dude, and Curtis still trying to hang oh, on. Wait, no, no, that's what it is. Tell, tell, let's take a sidebar here <laughs> and tell us what it is. You know where I'm going. <laughs> What is it about the thugs and the gangsters that y'all love so much? What is it? Please help Curtis. Curtis don't need advice from me. He need advice from you. To say, Curtis, this is she likes a thug. That's all. You just wasn't a thug, brother. You know what? She wants swag, and there's a difference. So you don't have to be going to jail or whatever, but just just pull back a little bit. Don't don't play all you know. Lay all your cards out for. Um, and, and I think that's the problem that men haven't learned that there's a balance. It's not about being rude and, you know, 
treating her like crap, but it's also not about making her feel like you too easy. So, I mean, just like men want a challenge, women want a little bit of a challenge too. <laughs> okay, one more woman. This is Janine Nicole calling from Harlem, New York. I had the worst experience ever when I was in a relationship for three years. Three years with a police officer, three years of a handsome man that I thought that was the man of my dreams. How crazy was it? I stayed with him because I thought this would be my husband. I stayed with him because I thought this would be the one. He keeps the house clean. He smells good. And he's good with his money. However, it was one of the most selfish relationships I've ever been in because it was all about him and maybe the other women that he was dealing with. It was also one of the horrifying relationships that I dealt with because it was all about um, his well-being and about how he can please everybody else but not please me. So I <laughs> don't wish that on anyone. I got so bad, so bad that I had to literally have to leave the house um, because he was trying to make sure the ex-girlfriend got in because she had the key, and I forgave him for that. Finally, to each his own, I have moved on and forgave, and I will be married very soon. That's funny. <laughs> hey, you got her name wrong. Her name is Janine Nicole. Thank you. <laughs> she said he keeps the house clean, he smells good, and he's good with his money. <laughs> no, but she said that was the worst experience ever. Three but years. I- Janine mad. But wait though, she said he keeps the house clean, smells good, smells good, good with his money. Good like, money. Like, like that's the three things. Like that, yes. like that's universal. Everybody know that a dude that keeps his house clean, smells good, good with his money. Like he a good dude. Everybody know that already. That's right? a good <laughs> catch right there. That is a good catch. But I mean, that's just, left. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds to me like Janine Nicole. Like he checked off the list: clean, that's smells it. good, good with money. He was yep. handsome. Um, you know, and so. She got her list, but he was selfish. And, um, and what, is, you know, what, uh, what? what is it again? She said, I gotta escape out the house because the ex girlfriend got a key to the house. Why do y'all come back after that? Like, y'all because have he's no clean, principles? smells good, and is good with money. <sighs> I can't even win with this. That ain't easy to find. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm telling so you. So that's what she said while she dipping out the back, like, well, <laughs> I'm dipping out the back of a clean house. It could be a dirty house I'm sneaking out the back of. But, I, okay, what, you know? I, what you need to catch there, though, is that old boy was, like, the perfect picture. And not just, not only was he the perfect picture, but it was also important to him to portray that perfect picture to other people. So And he was a police officer, too. Yes, Ooh. yes. I mean, hey, you talking about he's a protector, you know? Yes, police so. officers never cheat. They never cheat. <laughs> but the bottom line is, it sounded to me like Janine Nicole thought, okay, this is the perfect picture. He's putting on the perfect picture, so he performs well in front of everybody. Um, the problem was that he was more concerned about how he looked to everybody than he was about how he treated her. Yeah, I wonder how long for, it took for her to figure that out too. And that know, comes from not having your own. Right, that that three years. Yep. That comes from not having your own standards and your own value for yourself. Like Janine, probably, you know. And then she also said, "Did she say she was getting married soon?" She said that, right? I didn't hear that. Part. I think she. I think I heard her say that. But um, but that's when you you stop trying to let a man determine your value, and you just start start determining self value. So when you're not getting or being treated to your value, you leave. Yeah, but you know, you never know how these situations 
you know, are. I can't, I can't judge, not. I can't judge none exactly. of them. Huh? Exactly. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, three years. So a year in, he could have been treating her like a queen and then it just gradually flips and she ends up with self-esteem issues because he's saying crazy stuff to her and she's staying because she thinks this is the best she can do because he's clean, smells good and is good with money. Pastor call them the tender years. Like you can't give away your tender years to you a know. man. You know, uh, we had Jaheem, but we kind of run out of time, so we won't be able to get to Jaheem's message. Um, but his message was about uh, he was married and his his uh, wife actually made him give up his family, like give up talking to his his, his family, his mom, dad, brothers, sisters, wow. kids, all that. And then she later cheated on. Him. And so but he kind of wow. knew the whole time. Yeah. Why would somebody and do so- that? And the funny thing, too, the reason why I want to play Jaheen's message instead of just talking through it was I found that the men really talked like they really wanted to explain and have a conversation and give details. The women was like, the nigga cheated. It's time to go. You know, all the women messages were like one minute. You know what I'm saying? But the dude's messages, like two and a half, three minutes, they got to explain all the dynamics and what went wrong and what happened. Men were really hurt. Real hurt. Real hurt goes all the way back to saying that that uh actually the book called Men Don't Heal We Ho, and so uh, a book about the emotional instability of men. So there you go. Hurt a man, he's gonna be hurt for a while. So okay, finish so we're almost now. finished. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. are we gonna talk about politics this week, or do we have time? I'm gonna give a couple quick points. Okay. Uh, one thing I thought about was uh this week I learned. I, well, I actually heard someone talk about how we didn't really need healthcare companies. Because the healthcare company, like, what does United Healthcare actually do? Make money. That's it. They're not the doctor. We saw the doctor. Yeah, no. They you know don't what I'm even, saying? Like, yeah, so back in the day, they used to pay for claims. Now, they really just negotiate claims. So, there's no, they just get paid and don't put anything out. They really don't. They really are insurance, like car insurance. Like, like I have Geico. No, but Geico not does enough. nothing. They're not even insurance anymore. So Geico does. So if you get into a wreck, Geico actually pays for the wreck. And and we'll give me a rental car. They'll give you a rental car. So there actually is a service there. Health insurance, however, nowadays, if you have an issue, they negotiate the rate. They don't necessarily actually pay anything. Right. And so we don't need healthcare companies. That's yeah. what I, that's one thing I learned this week. Uh, number two, I learned how to get involved. Like, um, I heard, I listened to this guy named Tom Hartman. He basically suggested that you go to the Republican person that is, um, that is representing you and donate to their campaign. Cause otherwise you don't know what's going on. Have you noticed that? Yeah. No, that's the only way to get, get the emails is to, to pay. Right. Them. Cause you go, you go to their website, you go to their Facebook, you don't see anything about anything that they're doing. The only them. way, the only way to find out wh- when the town hall is and all that kind of stuff, when can you talk to them, is to donate money to their campaign. And then, cause I'm going to do that this week. So I'll follow up on that on next week. on politics in America. Very, very sad. They got all these communication devices. There's no, and so this week is the town hall week. Like all representatives of Congress are back in their home states and they're supposed to have town halls this week. And I've been watching my, uh, my representative and I never saw any information about when the town hall was. I bet it was already like yesterday or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm, a, I'm, a, but I'm gonna donate to his campaign so I can start getting them. So I'm going there acting like everybody else. I'm gonna do that. Um, last thing was abortion rights are coming under fire under Trump. I heard a woman say this week 
from a spiritual standpoint, it says in Genesis 38, 8 through 10, it talks about not spilling the seed. Is that enough? Can I say more than that? Not keep spilling going, the seed? Yeah. Basically, it means that men should not be allowed to masturbate. Yep. That's deep, isn't it? Yeah. From a biblical standpoint, just the same way the Bible says about abortion. What, what does the Bible say about abortion? Do you know? Um, the, I mean, there's no abortion in the Bible. Oh, okay. But there yeah. is no spilling of the seed in the Bible. Um, yeah, but okay. So that story, that's, that's a whole deep, you know, there can be a whole nother side to, to that. Cause there's, there's context to that story. Hmm. So, um, I just so there's, was there's an argument with that one. I just thought it was interesting that we debate the rights of the woman, but we don't debate the rights of the man. Now what, like, we actually, don't even that in the what actually is coming into uh law is do men have the right to stop an abortion? Does the father? Yeah, I saw that somewhere. I did see that somewhere, like a, a court case where the woman was not allowed to get an abortion, like she wanted yep. to get an abortion. Yep. But the but the but the father, you know, yep. the child who wasn't even her husband, was yep. able to stop the abortion from taking place. I saw that somewhere. Yeah, which I think oh. is fair. What? Divorce not an option podcast. Stephen James Dixon and Tamara Darasell. I'm not gonna be able to ever say. I was just starting to say Gillespie good. Were so, I'm not <laughs> you were saying it good. <laughs> I was. I just started saying that good. Now it's going to be a long time before I get to say that one good. Uh, you keep telling yourself Thanks that. for listening. Holla at y'all Bye. next week. Divorce Not Option Podcast. Stephen James Dixon. Tamara Glaspie. Appreciate you guys listening. You can subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on iTunes, on Google Play. Please, please, please subscribe for us. That is how we generate revenue. That is how the marketing folks understand you know, how many listeners we have and things of that nature. So I need you to subscribe. And what happens when you subscribe is you will automatically get a new message or an email or an update to your phone whenever I post a new podcast. So definitely appreciate people um, doing that for me. God bless. Uh, talk to you next week.